Hello everybody, we are the Getting Lost podcast with Lisa and Paulina. Let's get started. The topic of the last podcast was rather serious. Today we are talking about something else, namely about religion, which is an important part of many cultures. Sometimes it's quite hard to differentiate between culture and religion. I, at least, cannot always say if someone's behaving like he or she does because of the culture or because of the way his or her surrounding interprets their religion. For that, to not create any tension or to accidentally provide you with wrong information, this episode is mainly about interactions with locals influenced by religious aspects. Lisa and I both prepared stories which we haven't told each other so far. I think one of my favorite takeaways from my Chinese host family when I was on exchange in Malaysia was their way of dealing with death. In Germany, death is a rather serious topic, something you would avoid talking about, especially when someone of your family, friends or acquaintances has recently died. What I observed is that people become very introverted and behave quietly and in our own way somehow respectfully. What my fellow exchange students and I experienced in Malaysia, though, was that people would share pictures of the dying loved and deceased ones on social media, where they, to be honest, look very, very sick, and then they would share their memories. Until now, I get kind of horrified when I see such posts, because in my family, dealing with or talking about death is a serious topic as well, which gets us mourning. I remember my parents telling me at some point to not visit my grandma anymore, because she's not in a good state and I should not remember her like that. They tried to exclude me from the painful experience of seeing someone die. So whenever the topic of death comes up, the mood drops and everyone would rather switch topics immediately. Lisa, can you agree? Do you have similar experiences? Oh, I can totally understand that. Um, our family um, doesn't handle it um, well either. The death is rather hidden and not mentioned. Um, For me, it's completely weird because it's supposed to be a part of life and something quite normal, um, but in Germany, it isn't. Yeah, that's also like what my other friends would tell me about how they would deal with that. But then it's a very interesting thing. In, Mila in Malaysia, on the other hand, people deal with death quite differently. I remember going to a small house with my host family, where there was this very sick grandma laying on the bed. And there were small kids playing around her. The grandma didn't even seem to notice anything anymore, and she barely moved. The situation made me feel very, very uncomfortable. But on the other hand, I also know that many Malaysians feel angry and do not understand that when we tell them that it's quite common to put our grandparents in elderly homes once they get sick. But that's another topic, drifting away from my actual story. So. It was Chinese New Year and my host family told me we would go to the graveyard. I wondered what we would be appropriate to wear and they said it doesn't matter, which left me very surprised. And then arriving at the graveyard, it was very hard to find a parking spot. When I got out, I noticed that it was super noisy. There were so many people talking and chatting as if this was some social event. I was confused but didn't dare to ask at that time. So when we arrived at the tomb, my host family opened many cans of homemade food and kind of served the ancestors while happily chatting. And after a couple of minutes, they even offered this food to everyone who went with us. 
Um, I then finally asked what this was all about, and they explained to me that in their tradition, you do not simply visit the graveyard whenever you want, but only on Chinese New Year or on their deceased birthday, in order to not disturb the rest. They called it a happy gathering and elaborated that you first serve the food to the ancestors, you then eat it, uh, what leads to the vanishing of the food's taste and the adding of a bit of flavor. And after that, the visitors may start eating. It is seen as a dinner, as a reunion, and therefore everyone is happy. Back then, I was really, really confused when I was at the graveyard. And I felt bad for not mourning, even though I wouldn't know these people. I felt bad for actually not being in a bad mood. But eventually, I started to really like this way of dealing with death. It's a very optimistic, because the people believe that they're deceased, are doing good, and instead of grieving, they continue living their life while still remembering the ancestors. In Germany, it's a rather taboo topic, and I would like people to think about it from a Malaysian perspective once. Okay, so this was the first time I told you the story, Lisa. Um, have you heard of anything similar, or do you know any people who deal with death differently than our families or we ourselves? Not really, but... Um... I have to say that both are very interesting stories. Um, I think we Germans have to find like a positive way um, like that too, because everybody deals differently with death, but I think this is a good way of dealing with it. Um, yeah, and I think the Germans could learn from that, that we, yeah, are more open-minded and, um, find a way, a positive way um, with, with dealing uh, with the death. Yeah, definitely. I think religion here helps a lot because in many religions, people believe that the afterlife is actually, you know, the paradise where the happy life starts. Yeah. And um, I would say like most German people aren't religious, but seeing death as something not negative would also just help us in general to deal with it. So... Yeah, you're right. We should be a bit more open about it and see, not maybe not a positive side, but not see it as something completely negative because it, this is just part of life. Yeah. I cannot avoid it. Okay. <laughs> um, then thank you for um, sharing that kind of story. Um, I would like to tell my story that I was told or... Um, it, it's not like a real story, but it's about a situation in a um, country. And yeah, during one of my interviews, I was told a lot about the melodies and their state religion. And I wasn't aware of that in advance, but it was very interesting and I wanted to share that with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the melodies practice Islam as a religion. I would have not known that on its own. Um, furthermore, every Maldivian citizen has to convert to Islam. Otherwise, they don't get the citizenship. And as we know, the Islam has many rules that have to be followed. Women have to wear a headscarf. You are not allowed to eat pork or consume alcohol and have to pray five times a day. If you look at the melodies in an economic context, it becomes clear that almost 90% of the economy is based on tourism. 
but how does that fit together? If you look at the average tourists in the Melodies, they are rich, mostly people from the West, like Americans, Europeans, Russians, or Asians. And if you think about it, all of these people are fairly independent and don't have to follow many rules. That means drinking alcohol is allowed, you can have children before marriage, and uh, much more. If you start here saying that locals are not allowed to drink alcohol, but the tourists don't want to abstain from, its, uh, from the holidays, then you ask yourself, how does a state of power manage this kind of balance? Um, at this point, one or two things uh, need to be mentioned. Firstly, the Maldivians grow up very isolated in their own little bubble. Um, they live on smaller islands, mainly without tourism, without the internet, without temptations. Um, that means you can't buy pork or alcohol and so on. As soon as they grow up, uh, many of them start working in the resorts and live there. That's where the excessive demands will begin. Thus, do I stick to my religion and be faithful or do I try things out because I have the opportunity to do so? Um, and many Maldivians have big problems with this. For example, for a woman are something completely new for them. Um, thus, um, they can have sex before marriage are more open and have dates and as a result um, many Maldivians um, misinterpret um, their signals. Other locals have become addicted to alcohol because it's forbidden you can even get fined or go to jail for it. Um, you have to imagine that and of course the Maldivians are not actively served alcohol but you know there are always loopholes in the system and yeah furthermore there are no of course no self-help um, groups to help them out and yeah these are all the negative experiences uh, my friend told me um, and yeah Honestly, like to me, the problem is quite clear because if the system forces you to convert into a religion which you don't believe in, why should you follow the rules which, you know, maybe don't make sense to you? And I think that's very unfortunate. I've seen that before, like, you know, when people grew up in very, very strict families and they're not allowed to do anything, they at some point really escape their strict situations or they start lying just to experience some more stuff because the temptation is so big. Um... And I just think if they would have the chance to do things, you know, publicly, um, they could try it and then find a way, you know, how Western is, you know, deal with alcohol yeah. or, um, you know, not be judged for having sex because we see it not as a sin, but as a pleasure or whatever. Um, and also when you said, like, of course, people could still get addicted because they are not used to it, but then there would be help groups because people can actually talk about this and I just think this is so important and 
it's so unfortunate that they are being repressed into the system no. and that they develop these problems because of the system, but then there's no solution again because of the system. I think that's very, very unfortunate. Yeah, I think this is a really big problem um, in the maladies. And um, I think there has to be a way, a better way with dealing with it. Um, so I totally agree what you said. Um, but now I want to talk about the positive side um, because um, my friend told me a very interesting story that um, they also deal in a positive way with the religion um, because she told me that um, many resorts have also adapted to the religion of the locals um, and yeah she said that in the melodies they have a certain time and they set the time back an hour and they do so because um, they think it, it's, it fits better um, with, with the sunset. And yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> why they are doing that. But um, in, uh, for, for Ramadan, they have uh, adjusted the clock back to the Maldivian, the original time, um, so the, that the Maldivian employers um has it like um can easily easily deal with that um this was also promoted a little bit in the resort um the foreign employees then practice um ramadan as well and the tourists also heard about it um through the announcements so it was openly communicated um, there was a, or there is a mosque for prayers and the prayers were also transmitted through the loudspeakers. And yeah, in this situation, I think it shows that it's kind of cool that the Islam is openly communicated to the tourist and um, it's not hidden. Yeah, I understand that. I think especially hotels are very neutral settings where everyone feels like he or she, no matter in which country they are, can behave as they wish. No. Yeah. Uh, so definitely the employees should feel, um, yeah, should feel like they could also practice what they believe in. So that's that's a very nice thing. Um, okay, so today's episode was just about different topics of religions and there are for sure so many more stories which approach different parts of life but this is these are the ones that we choose so thank you for listening and we are looking forward to our next talk where we do a little story time about the most memorable experiences or situations that our friends have experienced while being brought and do not forget to subscribe to our podcast podcast so that you do not miss any episode bye, bye.